Hello, my lovelies. Happy Monday. Oh, my gosh. The world is gone. Well, after Harry's interviews with Anderson Cooper and Tom uh, Bradby, the world is kind of feeling, Harry, get off the media soapbox. I mean, this has been... Well, it's it's been disastrous. It was not the right thing to do. And I've been saying this for quite some time, that... Harry opened up Pandora's box, and when Pandora's box is open, people are going to sift through all over the internet. People are going to come out of the woodworks, like myself, and talk about my experience when I knew Harry, or, you know, our experiences. The people who would not speak up about it would be, you know, the inner circle. They're not going to talk because they want to be left alone. Actually, I'd be shocked if a member of the inner circle speaks up because they're all, uh, all of us are gobsmacked. Anyway, so Harry had two interviews recently with uh, Mr. Bradby and Anderson Cooper. And um, the interviews made clear to everyone that Harry's both delusional and appears to be cynically dishonest. And I guess it's safe to say that. And I think part of it, Harry is uh, suffering through a traumatic situation or a PTSD. And I will go into that in a bit. Because I did write an article on saltdevixenstories.com and it will be linked below in the description talking about people who go through PTSD. I've been through it. And PTSD is not just, you know, um, I hate it, but there are people who believe PTSD is you've been in the army or in the navy or fought in a war. PTSD can be from anything. And I am a survivor of domestic abuse. Therefore, I have suffered through my own thing. And it took me a long time to get over the PTSD. But because you have to... You have to be true to yourself. I guess I could say that is right. You, once you can say to yourself, hey, it was not okay for this to happen. It was not my fault. How can I get better? How can I be stronger at this? And I don't think Harry is there. Right now, his emotions are all over the place. And he doesn't know how to center his emotions to figure out, is it really worth harping? And him and hawing over these things is what the third party tells him, right? Should I research my own thing? And that's the thing Harry needs to figure out. Because when I knew Harry, I'll be frank, he doesn't listen to his own gut. Basically, someone will say, hey, Harry, go meet this person. They're rich. Okay, I'll go meet them. What about this other person? Oh, we don't know who they are. They're not important. So Harry won't go meet them. I mean, this is an example. Now, if this is Charles or William, they would say, oh, you know, they paid to see me. I don't care if they're celebrities or not. I don't care if they're rich or not. I'm going to go meet them because they seem interesting. I want to get to know them. So that's the difference. Harry has made a many wrong decisions. As you know, the famous, and I hate to use the word Nazi, but, you know, he wore that uniform. He got in the media for, you know, the drugs. Uh, 25 July 2004. I always refer to that in my podcast. That was the uh, China White Pillow after party that I was there. And that was where the media called him the party prince. Which I stand by, he really wasn't partying as much as, oh, I don't know, Skippy. Skippy's been publicly named in the media, so I can say that. Skippy danced on tables. I was there, and I remember the photographer walking into the tent, and I'm walking away. I don't like being photographed. And yes, I was in the tabloid. I was photographed. Thank gosh, it was just my back. Because I'll tell you, the next day, at the party, when it made the media in the, in the American side... My family's calling me because they knew I was there. And they're like, I hope you weren't doing things that I saw in the media. I'm like, oh, no, no, I was being good, I promise. 
in my my grams, she would say, you know, when a photo is taken and you're in this in the media, it's there for life. It's just like what you post on social media. It's there for life. So I just want to point that out. Um, yes, Harry more than likely is suffering through PTSD. The unfortunate thing is when you have mental health and you are an HSP high sensitive person and you're suffering through mental health and you're married or a partner who is classic case narcissist also has mental health allegedly these are allegedly but let's just kind of come on put two and two together and they're seeing a therapist and the therapist living is well in california i guess is where they're living at is a bit woke a woke therapist is not going to be a good enough person for someone like harry and megan combined and what i mean by that is you need a therapist that is not going to look at you as a celebrity not going to look at you as a royalty not go look at you as a rich person and actually listen. Because a true therapist would have said, hey, Harry, don't write the book. Harry, don't go to do the interviews. Because I tell you right now, Harry more than likely is mentally shutting down. When I was a patron in his uh, charity called Santa Valley, I have seen him mentally shut down before. And it's not good. He What happens is he gets very angry. I was berated by him for accidentally breaking his glass. And I think I mentioned it in my podcast before. So, you know, you have to go back to your episodes. If not, I can talk about it another time. Obviously not today. But I accidentally broke his glass. And he screams at me. How dare you? Who broke it? Blah, blah, blah. And two days later, we're invited to be at the Polo Club in South Africa for a fundraiser. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to let this crap go. I'm going to go talk to him because that triggered trauma for me, from my abuse. And we got from my abuse from my ex. Now, ex, but, you know, husband, we were married at the time, my husband. And, uh, you know, it's not, and also it's not all careful for someone to berate someone when they do it accidentally when he should never have the glass out there in the first place. Because they said the rules were no outside food or drink. Harry more than likely had no idea about that rule. But anyway, and I talked to him about it and, you know, he, 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 he apologized. We hugged it out and he gave me a kiss on each cheek because it was my birthday in a day or two at the time. I had to look at the itinerary. But yeah, it was, I think, two days later, I believe it was my birthday. He wished me a happy birthday. But, you know, what he said to me was this. I apologize, Salty. I was very tired, very anxious from a long flight. And I haven't had time to have my own mental quiet time. And you need to have that. You need to have that mental quiet time. And I think that's been the biggest issue. He talks about William, his brother, him and you know, having a tiff and, you know, an argument to happen and push and shove situation. But siblings argue. I've got kids and they are always arguing about something and I have to be the referee. It's Sometimes it, it happens that way. It's unfortunate. So, right, let's talk about Mr. Bradby. I mean, he was gobsmacked in the, what, you know, in the question. Anyways, it goes, Bradby says, in the Oprah interview, you accuse members of your family of racism. Harry says, no, we don't. The British press did that. Bradby goes, Right. Just like that. That's how he said it. Right. And Harry pretty much, he had like, excuse me, look on his face. He goes, right? And then he goes, did Megan ever mention that we are, they were racist? Let's roll the tape. Oprah, they were concerned that if your unborn child, or son at the time, Archie, were too brown, that would be a problem. Are you saying that? to Megan says, if that's the assumption you're making, I think that feels pretty like a pretty safe one, which was really hard to understand, right? 
Well, maybe she did not right say that, but that was a heavy implication, was it not? And it was an application for sure. And so Harry's going, you know, Harry's spinning the PR wheels. Oh, the British said it. Well, no, Meghan implied it, and so did Harry imply it in Oprah's interview. And Oprah, you know, I love Oprah. I used to pretend to be an Oprah show when I was a kid. I always thought, oh my gosh, if I ever got to be interviewed, it would definitely be Oprah. Now, not really. Because the woke world, the problem with the woke world has become to a point that people are not researching truth. And if Oprah's camp had researched properly, that probably would have been cut out of Oprah's interview. Actually, about th- I think someone counted 33 inconsistencies and or lies in Oprah's interview from Meghan Markle's and Harry's mouth. You know, So that should have been noticed before that was aired. My gosh, interviews back in the 80s and 90s made more sense because they were researching up, say, well, we can put that, we can't put that. But today in the woke world, you can air out anything, can't you not, right? Because that's where the world has become. So anyways, th- there's a lot of things. Like Harry's saying, oh, well, we're not going to give up our titles. Here's the thing, Harry. America doesn't really give a rat's ass about a title person. That's why we are America. So the reality of it is, after this craziness, your title, you and Mega's title needs to be removed. I'm sorry. You know, I've your biggest cheerleader for, you know, your, your charity I've always will be, and I will continue to be the biggest cheerleader. But why would you do all this? And it's 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 a very sad thing. You know, Harry Dawkins, uh, Camilla, Harry Dawkins' father, Harry Dawkins, like so many people in the family. And the thing is, if you know Charles, which I've met on many occasions, He's a lovely man. He's very kind and just intelligent. And he's, you know, has he said some dumb things in the past? Of course, who hasn't? And Camilla, the media did wrong her. I uh, saw on Twitter, actually on my Salty Vixen account, I, I don't know how it came by, but somebody, and a lady probably in her 50s, responded about, oh, Charles only had one affair with Camilla. Diana and Charles were cheating on each other for most of the duration of the marriage. Let's get that clear. Diana was going through, may she rest in peace, but she knows that she was at the time, going through a lot of mental health issues. Was she going through abuse, uh, verbal and mental abuse from uh, Charles? Yes, absolutely. But she remembered she was 19 when she married Charles and he was a lot older. So he was more mature. And Diana was not the first candidate. But the, you know, it was slim pickings as you got older. So you got to remember that Charles was in love with Camilla because she loves Camilla Swank. And that was a different thing. He wanted to marry her. The father, Charles' father, late Duke of Annabelle, and his mom, the Queen Elizabeth II, were like, no, you can't marry Camilla. You need someone that's pure blood. You know, it's, they, I hate to say the virginal. But that's what it was back then. Ironically, and he go back with Edward VIII. He, he you know, uh, divorced, you know, he married Wall Simpson. He abdicated the throne for her. Again, that's romanticized. The Prime Minister, Mr. Baldwin, at the time, did not like Edward. Would Edward VIII have been a great king? Absolutely. Charles, mentally, is a lot like him. And, and physically, and, well, no, obviously not physically, because Charles, I would say, is a lot more handsomer. I mean, Edward VIII was very good looking when he, when he was younger, but he was frail because of genetics. And so, anyways, uh, you know, but as far as intellectual aspect, oh, my God, Edward VIII had it, and so is so Charles II, uh, the third. And they were close. Public doesn't know that, but private is different than public, isn't it not? 
So let's move forward on that. You know, Edward VIII was a political threat for Parliament. And you look at the interviews on YouTube and listen to Edward, what goes on, you'll find out the real story. And, uh, you know, read his autobiography. It gives you more insight But re- what really happened. But the way Edward and Wallace Simpson did their interviews, it never whined the way Harry has. And that's the difference. And Megan, remember I said, you know, when you're a narcissist with mental health, you don't think about other people. She should be her, she should be her husband's biggest supporter. And she should have said, Harry, this is not a good idea. Don't do it. You know, we'll figure it out. But they're like, well, we reached out. <sighs> they may have. They may have reached out. But I think a lot of it is, and I hate to say this, because, you know, we all have toxic family members. When you, how should I put this? When you have family that keeps doing the wrong thing over and over again, and you say, hey, this ain't kosher. You know, you need to listen. You're doing this. You know, I've helped you out financially. I supported you. But you need to wake up and realize this is not normal. And that's what William and the rest of the families is like that about Meghan and Harry. Look, we all want the best for Harry and Meghan. We all want the best for people, right? But Meghan has so much inconsistencies. Even when she had her Instagram account, she had a picture before she met Harry of a book that was, I think, believe it's like Diana's unofficial biography, I believe, place on a table and she took an artistic type of photo. Um, you know, she knew who Harry was long before she met him, but yet on the interviews and Netflix and et cetera, she says, oh, I had no idea who Harry was. I mean, that's bullshit. I'm sorry. And the thing is, on Twitter sphere, people are believing it. I mean, Google it. Look at YouTube videos when she's on suits. There was interviews going on long before she met Harry. There was a joke about the royal family and she made a joke about Harry that was not nice, but she knew who he was. Everybody knew. He was in the news all the time. But Harry believed it. And the thing is, you, you were dating him. Let's say you, the, the listener, might have put that stick as well. You know, say, oh, no, I never knew who you were. You know, I mean, it's very sad. You know, for Harry to say, oh, William and Kate were watching Suits religiously. I don't believe that at all. To be honest, I had no idea what Suits was. You know, it wasn't a very popular show. It wasn't. It was never on my radar. And uh, I don't remember it being popular in England. So I think Harry's inconsistency on that. More likely, William and Kate were watching it to find out who Megan was because she wasn't a big celebrity. And I would have done research too. So that was a big thing. You know, and it, it, it's very unfortunate the stress Harry's put on his own family. And I wish him lots of luck in life. I wish him well. But this cannot go on. Now, before I go... His book is coming out tomorrow on the 10th. I do have the book ordered. It comes to my home on Thursday. I will have a review. And uh, because I'm very curious, there's four things possibly Harry could write about that I was at the events. And I was part of that group at that point. And um, I'm curious if he put that in there. And if he did, I will let you know. If he didn't, you know, thank God, I should you know, move on. But I also I do want to say this, that... The stress not only put on his family, but also mates that, that protected him over the years. Because Harry is a good person, but all of us had worried about him. Even people that met him in charity events, we all had this best interest. But again, when you don't look at your surroundings because you're, you know, part of a different world, you're not on touch. And that's one thing Diana and Charles were trying to tell the sons. 
you need to be in touch with people, not just the rich and famous. Lemus and Harry in the PR sense was, but with Meghan, he's not anymore. And I hate to say this, his charities, Harry's charities, like Santa Bali, allegedly, I'm speculating, I have a feeling patrons are going to be uh, you know, stepping out on this. Because when I was a patron, there was chatter about Harry's hijinks in the past that was affecting. Like, they still remember it. So here's Harry talking about trying to clear his name, but it made him sound worse. Like, honestly, sometimes, just stop talking about it. Write about it. I mean, I have a book coming out. I don't know. It's going to be probably in the month or mid-February. And it's I'm taking my experience when I was the summer 2004 and turning into humor. Because that's what I do. And it's going to be one of very salty vixen's book. But, you know, it's a salty vixen type of story. And I'm really excited. I'm not using anyone's names or anything, but, you know, I'm just telling my story in a funny way and turn it into a story. That's what all books are, right? They're based off of Lucy, based off of truth. Life is short. Have fun. All right, my lovelies. With that said, I hope you have a lovely day today. And I pray after a few days, once a book comes out, Oh my goodness, I pray that the media will just stop talking about Harry. And I, I think Harry and Meghan just need a mental break. I think Harry needs to go somewhere for himself just for a good week. He needs it because it's it's very sad. And I hate to say that, like, I know the media is mocking him. I know social media is, but it's very sad because you can tell he clearly has trauma or PTSD kicking in. And once he wakes up and realizes that, then he can finally work through his emotions and heal. All right, my lovies, have a lovely day today. Goodbye.